Let's turn our Bibles this morning to the book of Acts. We're going to be in two places this morning. I first want you to find Acts chapter number 16. Acts chapter number 16. And then I want you to put a marker there and turn over to Acts chapter number 27. Acts chapter 16. And then Acts chapter number 27. Put a mark in your place, Acts 16. We will spend the vast majority of the uh, time in our in our message this morning in Acts 27, but I do want you to be able to turn quickly to Acts chapter 16 when it gets to that uh, point. Uh, I want you to listen very carefully to me this morning. I know even though we started early, uh, it is still uh, a little warm in here. Uh, I did something that I don't recall ever uh, doing since I've been a pastor. I uh, got a hold of Brother Stanley this week. I knew Brother Jason would be in town this morning, and I requested him to sing that song that he just sang. Uh, I'm going to preach on that word this morning, the word believe. Uh, a lot of Christians fail because of that one word. It, it, it's not temptation. Uh, it's not even sin. It's believe. Uh, this morning, I want you to listen very, very carefully to me. Uh, Acts chapter number 27. Let's begin reading in verse number 17. Paul is on his journey to Rome. Uh, God has given him uh, the opportunity, he believes. God has given him a passage while as a prisoner, but he's given him his heart's desire to stand in Rome and appear before Caesar. He's on his way. He's on his journey. We're going to find a, 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 a pause, if you will. We're going to find a storm, if you will, uh, beginning in verse number 17, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, strike sail, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me, and not have loosed from Crete, and have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. But there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Verse 25 is going to be our text verse. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Listen very carefully to me this morning. Uh, much of my previous week has been carrying your burdens to our God. I'm very aware of sickness. I'm very aware of broken hearts. I'm very aware of uncertainty. This morning, this is the message that God has placed in my heart. Believe the word that frees man. We do not have to be in bondage of our circumstances. We do not have to be in bondage of our infirmities. 
Believe the word that frees men. Father, I pray this morning that you give me clarity of thought. Father, I pray that for the next few minutes, the Holy Spirit of God would do what only He can do. Father, for those that need to be encouraged this morning, I pray that uh, they would feel the presence of their Heavenly Father. And Father, for areas that we need to be convicted this morning, I pray that the Holy Spirit would have liberty to do that. And Father, I am always aware that in a service such as this one, that there might be someone who does not know Jesus as their personal Savior, has never believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that today will be their day to do that. Father, I pray to bless our remaining time together. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I've already mentioned, we find the Apostle Paul... And as we've been going through the book of Acts uh, this year, uh, there is much that we have learned already about him. He, as we've already read, he, he, he is on his way to Rome. God is going to give him the opportunity to take the gospel where it had not been, but he's going to do it as a prisoner of of Rome. And he is on his way. There's a shipwreck, as we have read about, and lots of things for us to take notice here. I mean, they're leaving on this ship, and you got to remember, Paul had this promise of God. Paul had in his heart, in his heart, this is what God is going to give me. We know the conversion of Paul. We know we know who he was. We know what he. He was. We know what a wicked man he was. We know he was a murderer of Christians. He was a persecutor of the church. But God saved him, changed him, gave him a purpose for his life to preach the gospel, and now he's going to take it where nobody else has ever taken it before. And can you imagine how that must have, have been the driving thing in his heart? We know he had a uh, thorn in the flesh. We know he had infirmities because uh, we're told of that and how he prayed to God, would you take this away? Would you take this away. And God says, I'm not going to take it away. So in spite of that infirmity, he pressed on. Can you imagine? We know of his beatings. We know of his imprisonment. Now he's a prisoner again. And how there must have been discouraging days. And there must have been difficult days. And we don't know what that physical infirmity is, but I promise you there are probably worse days than other days. But he kept in his mind. He kept in his heart. I know God is going to give me what he says he is going to give me. I find many Christians like that, where they start out in their Christian life and they, they, they're excited about serving God and they look way down the road and they say, I know the Lord's going to allow me to do something in this area. I think of young couples, they, 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 they meet and they fall in love and they, and they have their whole marriage and their whole life planned out and life is going to be this way and this way and they decide they're going to serve the Lord together. They decide that they're going to rule their children under the preaching of the Word of God and, and, and God is going to give them children and their grandchildren and generations of, of those that would serve the Lord. But unfortunately, not everything turns out the way we had it planned. You notice in our text this morning, they, the, in verse 18, we find a storm exceedingly tossed with a tempest. The next day they lighten the ship. They begin to throw things overboard to make the ship lighter. Verse 19, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. They began to do everything that was in their power to save the ship. You ever been there, Christian? Let's do everything in our power to, to, to remedy the situation, to, 
the storm comes in, the, 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 the difficulty approaches us, and, and we find that everything in their power, look at verse 20, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appear, you've you got to bear in mind, this, this isn't the day of the Coast Guard, this isn't the day of GPS, those sailors are mapping the stars, they're, they're mapping the things that they can see, and for days, there's no navigation. For days, there's no direction. And in the midst of that, Scripture tells us they lost all hope. Not some of their hope. Not most of their hope. All hope. And Christian, if you've ever found yourself there, the day is going to come when you're going to be able to place yourself exactly as in the situation we describe right there. There's no hope of a remedy. There's no hope of a solution. There's no hope of a change in your circumstance. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. They didn't know what was going to face it. They didn't know how many days they'd have. They didn't know how far they'd get down the line. And Christians, sometimes we wonder, this is not what I had planned. When we, were not, when we got together as a couple, we talked about having our children. We didn't plan the difficulties. We didn't plan the heartbreaks. Oh, we didn't plan the health that that would be gone and the disease that would come in. We didn't plan the, 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 the desertions and we didn't plan all of those things. And you find yourself in a situation where all hope has been taken away. Aren't you glad there was a man of God in this story? But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of that. I wonder how long he just let them fret. And in his meekness, he steps forward and says, I told you so. You should have listened to me. I said, don't leave. Let's not go on this journey. But what do I know? And not have loosed from creed and have gained this harm and loss. Look at verse 22. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Here's the Baptist preacher, obviously oblivious to the entire situation. Pastor, hadn't you been paying attention? The ship is going down. We have done everything we know to do. We haven't seen the stars for days. We don't have a map to take us anywhere. And here comes the preacher stepping forward. Be of good cheer. Have you ever found yourself there? Pastor, I've got this bird. I've got this heart. Well, well, don't give up on God. If He had to do have any of my problems, he, He'd already given up with God. Well, be, be of good cheer. Let's keep reading. There shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. Verse 23. For there stood by me this night the angel of God. For I don't care how tough life gets. Aren't you guys, you've got a God that does not forsake you. They may have been in a dark sea in the darkness of night. They may not have had any idea where they were, but there was an almighty God that knew exactly where they were. He knew everybody that was on that ship. He knew everything that was going on. And Paul reminds them, for there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, 
Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. I wonder we see the optimism of Paul here, that we find the days before when they were doing everything they could do, but when they had no hope, all hope was taken away, they had no navigation. We don't find Paul speaking up there. We find this, this difficult situation, this hopeless situation. I wonder if there was moments of discouragement with the Apostle Paul. The Bible tells us that these men were just like you and I today. They had fears, they had, they had shortcomings, they had faults, they had the battle of their own flesh. And I wonder if the thought ever crossed Paul's mind. God, you told me that you were going to allow me to do this. You put this in my heart. I think of our Sunday school lesson, the following the next hour, and the man that we have been talking about for weeks now, Joseph, and how God put some things in his heart, in a how obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. I wonder if we find the Apostle Paul. Well, I got close to Rome, but I didn't get there. But now he comes. He says, Be of good cheer, fear not. Verse 25. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Now think about this. Paul says, Hey guys, cheer up. It's a, if you, if, let's, okay, let's, let's put it like this. If we were all on a ship, and we were in this circumstance, and the waves were tossing to and fro, we've done everything we can do, we haven't seen the stars forever, and it's just a matter of time before the ship comes down, and I walked in and said, hey, why is everybody so depressed? Cheer up! You throw me overboard. At least think about it. He says, cheer up! Was Paul oblivious to the situation? No, he wasn't. He also says, in verse 24, are you with me this morning? He says, fear not. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, if I'm on a ship and we've done everything we can do, we don't even know where we are. It's just a matter of time before the ship breaks up. And, and somebody tells me, don't be afraid. I'm not sure I can reconcile with that. But here's the key. Why is it that Paul could say, Cheer up. Be of good cheer. Why is it he could say, Fear not? It's found right there. For I believe God. I believe God. See, uh, Pastor, we, we know all things work together for good, but I, I just can't see how in this situation that's going to take place. See, when that child was born, I held them in my arms and I dedicated them to the Lord. And, but now they're away from God. Now they're, they're the prodigal. God says we know all things work together for good. Pastor, would you tell me how that's going to work together for good? Pastor, when we got married, we made promises to each other. We made we 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 said vows. We made vows to one another. But since then, I've been deserted. Since then, divorce has visited me. Since then, I'm alone. Can you tell me, Pastor, how we know all things work together for good? This morning, I can't tell you 
how a child that you have placed under the care of the teaching of the Word of God and has deserted the things of God, I can't give you a straight answer on how that's going to come together for good. But I can tell you this morning, you and I can believe God. We can believe Him. See, Pastor, the health and so many, as I've already mentioned this week, I've been burdened. So many of you battle with disease and, and, and the health that, that limits you from just doing the things that, uh, not just things you'd like to do, but things that, that you need to do. And you say, Pastor, how we had dreams together, we had hopes together. There's things that I would do for the Lord that I can't do for the Lord. There's things that I can't even do for my own family. Can you tell me uh, the reason behind that? All I can tell you is my grace is sufficient. That's what God offers us. We ask to take it away. We ask to take it away. But if His answer is, my grace is sufficient, I can't tell you how you're going to get through it. But I can just tell you this morning, I believe God and He'll get you through it. But this morning, we need to understand and look at the definition of the word believe. Are you still with me this morning to credit upon the authority or testimony of another? To be persuaded of the truth of something upon the declaration of another. Did you get that? To believe God is to credit upon His authority. To believe God is to look to His testimony. To believe God is to be persuaded of the truth that He tells us, the truth of Scripture, upon the declaration of His authority. Pay close attention to me this morning. There's some of you, you believe the waves more than you believe the God who created the waves. There's some of you, you pay more attention to your tears than you do to God who heals all hearts. This morning, I'm telling you, we, I, can't, I can't explain to you this morning why, why, why your child, why your child is, I can't explain to you why your mate deserted you. I can't explain to you why disease has come into your body. I can't explain to you why you've had the difficulty in the heartbreak and the, the, the burdens that you carry this morning. All I can say is you can believe God. You can put the credit on His authority, on His testimony, on His record, because he has never forsaken anyone. He has never deserted anyone. You don't have to put the authority on you. You put it on God. Oftentimes, the pastor, I don't think I can do it. Aren't you glad you don't have to do it? This will help some of you. I just don't know if I can trust people. You're looking at it wrong. This morning, I stand preaching from behind this pulpit, not asking one person to put credit on my authority, not asking one person to put credit on my testimony, but this morning I'm here to declare to you that we have a God who knows your need, we have a God who knows your hurt, we have a God who knows where you've been, and my Bible is still true, and I say this morning, you can believe God. You can believe Him because He's never forsaken forsaken you. You can believe Him because He is above all things. I think we ought to look at God's testimony this morning. So I don't know if I can keep moving on. Look at God's testimony. Well, I don't know if I can handle being betrayed one more time. Look at God's testimony. I don't know if I can deal with this sickness. Look at God's testimony. 
And Paul knew that God had put something in his heart and God had laid his mission out for him. But yet here comes a storm. Well, I, I like listening to Christians talk about what they want to do for God. I like hearing young couples talk about how they want to rear their children for God and serve God together as a family. I like asking our, our, our young men and our, our young ladies here going off to Bible college and in Bible college, what do you believe it is that God has put in your heart? What do you believe it is that God wants you to do with your life? But I'm here to tell you this morning, and many of you could testify to this, storms will come. Shipwrecks will come. God sent me to this pulpit this morning just to say, be of good cheer. Oh, Pastor, are you paying attention? I just spent the last 30 minutes telling you all the reasons why we need to be concerned. God didn't send me here to explain why things have happened the way they've happened. Well, I believe I'm in the presence of the greatest people in the world. And I would have never, if God had run it by me, I would have never signed off on your health changing. I would have never signed off on the burden that you carry this morning. But God didn't ask me, so this morning all I do is asking you to trust God. Put, your, put the credit on Him. Put the, put the belief in His testimony. When we look at the life of Abraham... Pastor, do we do we really do we really know where we're going as a church? Absolutely, we do. God's put it in my heart. God's put it in our heart. He's going to allow us to do some wonderful things to reach the people of this city. We've had some stops along the way. Pastor, how do you know it's all going to work out? I know it's going to work out because I believe God. I believe the promises of that book. And friend, you can deal with your circumstances. You can live with your infirmities. You can press on. Say, Pastor, I don't have the, the, have the strength. I don't have the ability to do so. Aren't you glad God is above all things? Aren't you glad God knows your need better than you even know your need? Aren't you glad that God has not forgotten what He has promised you? And you and I can trust God. Put our credit on Him. He says, be of good cheer. Fear not. Do you realize, this will help you too, you realize sometimes it is, it is the role of, of the pastor, it is the role of your man of God just to say it's going to be okay. Now the ship still goes down. I, I love this. I almost preached all some of this. Look at verse 26. How be it we must be cast upon a certain island. Pastor said it's going to be okay not to fear. It means I'm going to go to the doctor tomorrow and my disease is going to be gone. God's certainly capable of doing that. But instead he may say, I've got an island for you. The ship's going to crash. But I've already provided the provision so that you can continue on. Friend, this morning, no matter what the sh- your ship is doing, how it's tossing back and forth, 
No matter how uncertain your direction is, no matter how heavy the burden is, sometimes you and I have just got to put our focus on a God who is above us, a God who knows what we need, a God who has created us, and He has not forgotten about you. He has not forsaken you. And this morning, just as the real Paul, I'm here this morning just to say, be of good cheer. God is still in control. You can put your trust on Him. Fear not, because we have a God who sees even what we cannot see. Turn with me, if you will, over to Acts chapter number 16. Lord willing, I'll preach from this chapter this evening, but I want you to see the end of this story of Paul and Silas in prison in that Philippian jail. And you know the story. God has delivered them. He's opened the prison. The jailer comes and Paul and Silas and the others are still there in verse number 30. This is the jailer speaking and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I have? What must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. There's that word, believe again. See, they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't they say it? Put the trust on His record. Put it on His authority. See, Paul and Silas couldn't save anybody. Only, only the Lord Jesus Christ could. And then let me help you this morning. If you're saved, it's because you put the record on Jesus. You put the record on Him. And aren't you glad it didn't depend on your record? I'm certainly glad it didn't depend on my record. And all I had to do was believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, on His testimony, on His Word. You believe if you just trust Him, you can be saved and have all your sins forgiven? Absolutely not. Because He's the one who said it. He's the one who paid the price. It's His record. It's not my record. Now, this will help some of you who are always doubting your salvation. It's not your record that we have to believe. That's why I don't get in this, well, do you think they're really saved? Or do you think they're really... I don't know the heart of any man, but I know if they put it on God, if they put it on the Lord Jesus Christ, then they're saved. That's all that matters. And you and I can have the assurance of our salvation because we believe on Him this morning. If you're not saved, let me tell you what you need to do. The Word that will free you is the word believe. The Word that will free you is believe. Well, I've got all these sins. What do I do with them? Just believe. Well, how, 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 do, I, how, do, I, how do I how do I how do I pay the price from? How do I how do I work my penance from? You you can't do that. You've got to put it on God. You've got to put it on His authority. Can't tell you why I know I'm saved. It's not because I've never sinned since I was almost a five-year-old boy when I trusted Christ. It's not because I never did anything wrong. It's because He says I'm saved. It's because of what He did. It's because of the price He paid. All I had to do was say, if you and your word, as a part of the perfect Lamb of God, will save me if I trust you and I put it on Him. Very, very quickly, notice some similarities. The saving of the soul and the saving of a, 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 a person's future is centered around the word believe. If you're saved, it's because you believed. Why is it that same word 
that we put all of our eternity on, we can't have the same Word deliver us from our infirmity, deliver us from our burden, deliver us from our mistakes. We, you, you pin somebody, Christian, down and say, do you know for sure you're on your way to heaven? Absolutely I know it. How do you know it? Because I believe on Him. We will believe on a God to keep us out of hell because of our because He forgives us of our sins, but yet we have a hard time. We can't see direction. We, can't, we don't understand the situation. We know that God has given us a direction and now it seems like we're never going to get there but yet we can't believe God in our infirmities we can't believe God in our storm we can't believe God to deliver us it's the same word friend this morning if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior that word believe will set you free there's a lot of people who think they're saved because they're going on the authority of a church they're going on the authority of a man. But believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to go on His testimony. You've got to go on His record. And there's too many Christians. You believe the storm more than you believe your God. The waves are more real to you because you can feel the spray on your face than the God who created this world. You you believe the enemy when he says, it's finished. You believe the enemy when he says, they'll never come back. You believe when the enemy, when he says, see, you gave your life to God. You, 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 you promised your children to God and see how things have turned out. You believe that because it's all you're focused on. Friend, once in a while, and you can't see the stars, the ship is tossing to and fro. You've got to be reminded that God said, trust me in those situations. Believe me in those situations. Depend on me in those situations. Just because the ship rocks does not mean God is not God. Sirs, I believe God. I believe God. But notice the faith that is tied to that. He did not have a GPS in his pocket. He goes, oh, by the way, the ship's still going to go down. But I'm still getting to Rome. Life may not go as you have planned it. But do not think that all of a sudden God has become a liar. Do not think that God has forgotten His promise. You know what He's asking you to do? Believe. Believe. Just believe Him. We do it for salvation. That's all it took. We just to believe on Him. The Christian, how, how insulting to our God who can save us from the flames of hell He can wash all of our sins away by the blood of Christ. He can do that for us. But yet in our trial, where God's forsaken me, I can't see the stars. 
God's in control of the wind. Why doesn't He take it away? He just says, be a good cheer. I promise you this morning, if I could change some of your circumstances, I'd change it. I can't. If I could take away the heartbreak that some of you live with, I would take it away. I can't. So, well, Pastor, what good are you? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. This is what sometimes the wrong of your pastor is. Don't be so depressed. Be a good cheer. Pastor, can't you pay, see what's going on? Yeah, I see what's going on. and I don't see those stars up there either, but I believe God. I believe Him. Why do you believe Him? Because in the night, His angel is still there. And I know I belong to Him. And I know that I'm serving Him. And I know that what He has promised will always come true. We'll see you in our Sunday school lesson in the next hour. We've been in it for weeks now. The dreams that Joseph had, that God gave him, will finally come to fruition. Those brothers will bow. There's a lot of curves in that path. I don't know why God allowed you to get sick. But take your sickness away and do you pray as much as you do now? I don't know. I don't know why God allows us to have broken hearts. Only He knows why He's allowed certain things to come in our life. But friend, this morning, that word believe will set you free. It will set you free in your darkest hours of wanting to quit. Just believe, I believe God. It's not on my testimony. It's not on my authority. It's not even on the authority of another man. It's on the it's, God has promised me this. I know that all things work together. But Pastor, I explained to me how it's all going to work together for good. I can't explain it to you. All I can say is I believe God. Because His testimony and His record is one of never failing. Never leaving those who He's made His promises to. This morning, I don't know what your need is. If you need to be saved, all you have to do is believe. Just believe. Christian, what an awesome thought that in spite of being a sinner as we all are, just because of our belief, we'll never have to spend a moment in that horrible place called hell. God is able through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ we are removed from an eternity of suffering to an eternity with Him. The same word, believe, this morning can set you free. If we were to draw a parallel between the Philippian jailer and the story of this shipwreck, you'd find that Adversity brought the need to light. That jailer thought his life was going to end. These men thought their life was going to end. And it was because of that adversity the bigness of God shone through. How real is God to you? Sometimes you can't see Him until that's all you can see. Again, this morning, just believe.
believe God. How crazy Paul must have looked. How out of touch. When every soul was saved, God once again, there's going to be detours. There's going to be storms. But you can believe me. Father, I pray this morning that you'll take the message and use it. Just a simple thought. Not even really an outline this morning, but just the goal of pointing people to a God that never falters. Pointing people to a God that we can trust. I pray this morning that we'll do what needs to be done. We'll follow as the Holy Spirit has instructed us this morning. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I, I know that I've believed on the Lord Jesus Christ for my salvation. I know that I'm saved. I'm 100% sure I'm on my way to heaven. If that's your testimony this morning, if you just slip your hand up and say, I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Wonderful, wonderful. You put your hands down. I wonder if there might be one here this morning. You've never, your soul has not been set free because you've not believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I'll not embarrass you. I'll not single you out, but I would like to pray for you this morning. I wonder if there'll be one who say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm not for certain I'm on my way to heaven. To die right now, I have doubts about my salvation. If you just slip your hand up, anyone at all, anyone at all, pray to make sure that you know you're saved. If you need somebody to show you from the Bible how you can be saved. Christian, this morning, has it been a few days since you've seen the stars to navigate by? God sent me here to just remind you you can believe Him. Have you wondered why the burden? Why the difficulties? I promise you, I haven't asked as much as you've asked, but I've asked God, why have you allowed people such as the quality and the goodness of these people to endure what they've endured? This morning, I don't have an answer for you. I have a solution for you, but I'm just asking you to believe. I believe there might be a Christian or two in here. You might need to come to an altar this morning and make peace with your situation and say, God, I'm just going to believe you. I'm just going to put my trust on you. I'm just going to trust your record. Let's stand to our feet. Our heads are bowed this morning. The piano begins to play. If God spoke to you, I invite you to play.